Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. If you know me and Lexi, you know that we are both quite the bookworms and we've got something exciting to share with you all today. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the endless options at the bookstore, unsure of what to pick up next? Well, we've discovered a game changer, Book of the Month. This isn't your run-of-the-mill book subscription. It's like having a book-loving friend handpick your next literary adventure each month. Trust me, their selections are always spot on. And this month, I can't wait to dive into Real Americans by Rachel Kong. What makes Book of the Month stand out? It's the simplicity. No more decision fatigue at the bookstore, just a curated selection of top-notch reads waiting to sweep you away. Lexi and I had a blast picking from a variety of genres, from pulse-pounding mysteries to heartwarming romances. But what truly won us over is their dedication to quality and fun. With just a handful of selections each month, they prioritize the joy of reading over endless options. Every book is a gem waiting to be discovered. So fellow book lovers, it's time to level up your reading game. Head over to bookofthemonth.com and use the code PEDALS to snag your first book for just $5. Trust us, your bookshelf will thank you. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We hope that you all are doing well. It is officially airy season, so that means that we are going headstrong into the rest of the year, completing goals, knocking everything that we want off of our to-do list, and I'm feeling the Aries energy, you know? I do love I do love a fire sign, I do love Aries, and I just feel fired up. Lexi and I, we actually took a unexpected two-week hiatus just to like get our minds and energy and vision for the podcast together. So that's why you guys haven't heard from us, but don't fret, we are back and we are back with an amazing guest. Today, we are welcoming Rennie, a Canadian Nigerian blogger who's empowering women through her resources in financial literacy, career development, and lifestyle tips. And we are just so grateful to have you on the podcast today, Rennie. 
Yes, thank you for having me. I feel really blessed to be able to speak to you all. And hi, everyone who's listening. I'm excited to talk to you. Yes, we are here for it all. But y'all know we would be remiss if we didn't start off an episode with a pulse check. So I'm going to pass it to Lexi. How are we feeling with airy season? Yeah, great, great question. I a lot of people have been asking me like, oh my gosh, how are you doing all this? And I'm definitely giving the basic like, I'm good. <laughs> and then don't know even if that's fair. Mm -hmm. I truly have not given myself a second or a beat to even figure that out. And mm -hmm. I think I just need to start saying that like, I don't know, not good, not bad, but like we are just moving like at the speed of light. And so I think I'm just entering into the space being like, I don't know, my life has been on go. And so when it stops, I will let everyone know. Mm. <laughs> but a lot of really incredible things. My brother got engaged. Oh, I know. Granted, before we give him the applause, it took seven years. Okay. So everyone was like, oh my gosh, how do you feel? I was like, it took seven years. Okay. So <laughs> we're very excited, but it's not a surprise <laughs> to anybody. Um, but it's like very surreal. I'm having lots of sur surreal moments of like, is this life? Like, oh my gosh, I'm literally getting a sister. Mm, that's yeah. so, that's how it happened. Like, that's so, that's yeah, so crazy. So, yeah. So I haven't given myself a second to really catch my breath, but lots of good, exciting things happening. So Rennie, I'll pass it to you to give us a quick pulse check of how are you entering this space? How's life treating you? I feel like I'm the same way as you like life life is lifing but in a in the best way in the best way I actually felt exactly how you felt where like everything was moving so fast and I couldn't like I was just like on the move and could not even breathe but I took a one week retreat to Antigua and I didn't use my phone I was just like you know I it was like a silent retreat and it was a solo trip as well so I was like this is my time to reconnect with myself and everything so I've I felt really good that week but then I got an email and it was like hey you're gonna meet the Minister of Finance of Canada so then I had to like I flew home early so I, I kind of cut my retreat short and flew home early but honestly I feel really good I feel I feel amazing Listen, you're about to like inspire me to book a one-way flight ticket to Antigua or some <laughs> island. I've been saying this for such a long time. I need to be on a yacht shaking my ass somewhere. Yeah. Like I need to be on vacation on a beach. It's my God-given right. I think I that agree. I deserve it. And I love to hear that you like really unplugged for the time that you could and was just like no notifications but i also completely understand flying back home to meet the prime minister <laughs> yeah. of finance I, yeah i literally told my assistant i was like do not message me for like any email they can wait for at least a week like i mm -hmm. then she's like i think you're gonna want to hear this one and i'm like okay and then <laughs> i'm glad I, I listened and i i came home early yeah. i love 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 that i feel like i'm somewhere probably in the middle of you guys this week in general was just like feeling it was giving discombobulated it was giving just like trying to catch my breath mm -hmm. and then i feel like i i took off actually this upcoming week so that i can really just rest and have time to reimagine what i'd like the q2 of 2023 to look like mm -hmm. and so i have huge hopes and that's kind of like my time to catch a beat or yeah to take a break let's say um and so 
I'm just going to hope for the best. And I think for all of us, it's kind of giving stay tuned <laughs> for, to just kind of see where we're at, you know, in, in the next couple of months, because 2023, I already, I have so many thoughts already. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. so many thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds incredible. And I agree. I think we can all, it's just kind of, it. you call it Q2, whatever kind of your rhythm is for the mm-hmm. year. I think we've gone through a couple of months and I don't know about y'all, but the time warp, the weather, like things feel very different. And so this feels like a very natural place as spring has sprung mm-hmm. um, to start kind of taking inventory of things, which is why we're really excited to have you, Renny. And I am a true believer that conversations happen when they're supposed to. And I think this is like the perfect time for us to have a conversation that I think many of us probably aren't thinking about as we enter spring and into summer because everybody i'm hearing a lot of conversations like get that body right like how we eat and how we prep in what are we booking for the summertime mm-hmm. and then the next question is what was that wallet look like okay because <laughs> if we're really trying to get our life right and do all these things then we got to make sure that financially we've also set ourselves up for success and i think there's probably a lot more anxiety around our financial well-being right now because of the state of the economy and if the girlies didn't have the their wallet in their bank account right beforehand like it might even be even more overwhelming yeah um it hit a little close to home for some of, some of us. Some of got us fired. Just got fired. <laughs> so we're really excited to kind of bring you in, bring in your expertise about kind of this money management 101. And so you have a wealth of experience and I'd love for you to highlight just your background. How did you land in doing kind of this financial and career coaching, which I think is a beautiful both and that's so necessary. Thanks. So I started in, so I've always been someone who just likes to share what I've learned and like, you know, just share it with other people. And I think I have a gift of making extremely complex things very simple. So I decided to, in 2020, I purchased my first house and all my, and I was 23 at the time. So a lot of my friends, so we love that. Yeah. So at the time I didn't have a following or anything, but a lot of my friends were like, um, girl, how, how did you do this? And I was like, guys, I've been telling you that I invest in the stock market and I've been investing since I was 18 years old. And it's because my parents, uh, my dad taught me how to invest when I was 18. And then they were like, uh, no, we need more information, make a video, make a podcast, make something to explain it. So that was like my leap into actually teaching people. And in 2020, May 18, 2020, I put out my first video. And ever since then, it's just been going up and up and up. Um, Every week I post a new video teaching someone about a new financial literacy topic or about their career because uh, when I was in my, when I was working corporate, I, I basically, like I, I had a new job every year for five years and it was just through networking. Like I never applied for one. It was either my LinkedIn or my networking. So I was like, I know this, but I feel like a lot of people don't. So let me share this information with other people too. So that's how it started. Now I do it full time. Uh, I quit my corporate job in 2021 and it's been going really, really, really well. Oh my gosh. I love to, I'm obsessed. We stand. And I'm that friend that's like, no, you're going to sit down and teach me um, how. So I think that's so dope that like you extended it to the world so that other people can benefit. And I, we know that you've changed so many different lives with your financial wellness and knowledge. But what do you find is like the main challenge for people our age, like when it comes to finances, specifically like black women? 
Yeah. I think the main challenge is there's one where it's like, we're not getting paid enough, you know, mm. like the gender wage gap, but then there's also the racial wage gap, you know, there, there's a lot going on there. And when you're a black woman, you face both of them. So I feel like a lot of us are just not being paid enough. A lot of finance creators will tell you, you need to budget, you need to do this, you need to do that. But if you're not getting paid enough, like budgeting can only go so far. So I feel like one main issue that we see is not having enough income to support the lifestyle that we would like. And then I guess that turns into living beyond your means. So you get uh, $5,000 a month, but you're spending $6,000 every month. So you're living paycheck to paycheck uh, and like going into debt in order to fund your lifestyle. So I say those are the main two issues that I see. And obviously people our age are like living with this cost of living crisis in one of the most pivotal times of our lives. Like I feel like everyone's living through the cost of living crisis, but like our parents, you know, it's easier for them. They already have their house. They already have this, you know, that it's easier for them. And the younger kids, they're not worried about that. But us, we're like in the thick of it. So I find that, that that's a real struggle. Like you're trying to save for a house, but then groceries cost $10 million. You know, it's, it's a struggle. Absolutely. And I, I really, that's why I love your emphasis on the career and financial well-being. Cause I do think that as black women, we sit at so many intersections and truly like what's happening in our environment impacts us in a, in a really nuanced way. And so it is kind of sometimes when you talk about like, oh, I got a new job every year and I managed, you know, my funds, it kind of does feel like, oh, well, that's just like a circumstance. Like that's just that lucky girl. Like that's not attainable to me. But I think what you really bring into perspective and into light is like, no, it just takes some, it takes some finesse. It takes some strategy around it, which I think is an invitation for people to be like, if my budget isn't enough and I'm not hitting those goals, like I want to, maybe I need to kind of zoom out and think about strategies that are more big picture and more nuanced with that. And I think that kind of invites more people into the conversation to kind of help us think through, because you're right. Many people would be like, you bought a house when you were 23. I, one, didn't do that. I don't know how I would do that. So let me just turn around and keep doing what I'm doing instead of seeing like, oh, wait, no. And how do I kind of move forward with this in my career and financially both and to be strategic in that effort. So I love, 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 love that. Thank you. Thank you. But Liv, for you, kind of, you've talked about we have two very different dispositions when it comes to money. I will openly talk about that. I am so, I'm so cheap. I'm so cheap and I'm a do it yourself girly. Like I love the process and I do not (laughs) mind spending my time to do it. So how do you feel hearing and kind of you've also been benefited from a lot of Rennie's content. So kind of how do you enter into this conversation? Are you, I'm literally, So with us being roommates and all, Lexi gets a front, we both get a front row seat into a lot of ish that goes on, right? One of them being my very um, interesting spending habits where Lexi's like, how are you affording your life? Like, there's no way. (laughs) And I think for me, growing up, I didn't, we didn't really talk a lot about finances. Um, And I was raised by a single mom and she like did her best when it came to like providing a good life for me and my brother. And then like the one thing black women are always like, is like, you need a job, you need a job. And so I always had a job, but never necessarily had the knowledge or desire to like figure out how I could capitalize on that income. Mm -hmm. And even 
like as my mom like kind of raised me to to get a good job after school after I've done that I'm still kind of understanding the detriment of how lifestyle creep can really impact you and so now I'm kind of in that stage of understanding how I can escape that and how I can also generate income but I think at the same time we have a lot of people online being like oh don't buy starbucks or don't buy like your five dollar lattes each day and kind of like what you were saying like it's not necessarily about not enjoying the life that you want to have but it's about like figuring out how everything can work together to your benefit to create the life that you want to have and given that there are people uh that are making like six figure salaries right now but are still living paycheck to paycheck and kind of falling victim to lifestyle creep, like how would you say that that happens and how can we avoid lifestyle creep from happening? I wanna like affirm you and say that you're not alone. I swear, I think the majority of people, because nobody, okay, the thing is nobody teaches us about money. So it's it's like, you expect people to know how to manage their money when nobody has ever taught them. So I I like affirm you, there's nothing wrong. Thank with- you, Renny. <laughs> yeah, but now <laughs> you know better, you could do better, okay? <laughs> period, period, poo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so your question was how, yeah, so a lot of people, I think, I can't remember the stat, but it was a huge percentage of six-figure earners are living paycheck to paycheck. And for those that don't know what paycheck to paycheck is, it's basically, as I said earlier, when you are spending more than you make typically, or you're waiting for the, you have bills coming, so you need your next paycheck to pay those bills. Whereas an ideal situation would be that I have these bills coming, I have a reserve of funds if I need to pay them, and my paycheck is just an addition on top of that. That's what you would ideally like. That's the situation you would ideally like to be in. So I would say the reason a lot of people are in this, one, it's the not earning enough, And a lot of people just don't know how much is going into their account each month and how much is going out of their account. Like I have an accountability group with over a hundred people in it. And a lot of them just didn't even know like how much they get paid each month. Well, then they probably know how much they get paid each month, but they don't know how much they spend each month. So doing something as simple as a budget can be like, oh, I spend. This is where my money's going. Exactly. And a lot of people think budgets are very restrictive. They feel like budgets are like, oh, my, I like I don't know what to like I'm locking in my money to this specific uh, category but I feel the opposite way I feel like budgets tell you give you the freedom to tell your money where it should go like mm. if I know that if I make five thousand dollars a month I know that one thousand dollars has to go to my rent I know that five hundred dollars has to go to groceries and then the rest I can do you know I can like allocate it how I want so I always tell people to try to reframe it it's not that it's uh, it's limiting you it's actually empowering you to do exactly what you want but if you have no idea how much is coming out of your account each month then you're likely going to be spending way more than you need to I know that when I was trying to buy my house I that was the first time I actually was like hey let me start budgeting seriously and when I started doing that I was like oh I eat out like a lot like (laughs) I I live at home with my parents and there's food at home every day like why am I eating out every (laughs) single day (laughs) so um so then I started budgeting. I was like, oh, you don't have to spend that much money on food on uh, food each month. And I can reallocate that to somewhere else. So I think that's the real reason why a lot of people just just don't, they just are living paycheck to paycheck because they don't even know where their money is going. Mm, okay. So then for the people that are in the position where let's say like they need more income to help them produce like 
to, to help them live an attainable life, a sustainable lifestyle. What would, what are the first steps? Because it's like, especially in this economy, it can be really discouraging to feel like, ah, I'm already trying to make ends meet at my job. And you're telling me I need to find like a side hustle and like do more on top of what I'm already trying to do in with the state of the world, just like being chaos, but still wanting to be able to enjoy the finer things in life, like going on vacation with friends or being able to go out to eat. Like, what would you say are the first, what, what would be the first step that you would tell someone if they came to you? Yeah, I would first tell people to write down what their goal income is. Uh, Mm. A lot of people don't do that. So it's like, you're trying to hustle for more, but like, what is the more that you're trying to get to? I find that you are able to achieve your goals easier if you actually write them down. So say you are currently making $80,000 and you want to make $100,000 a year. How are you going to bridge that $20,000 gap? So there are a few options. The first one would be that you have to get a increase at your salary at your current job but typically like a a $20,000 increase at the staying in the same role kind of impossible (laughs) um so well yeah it's it's not it's not very likely so you can look to move into a new role within your company that's another option that's how I increased my salary by like $20,000 in two years by moving within my company um so a lot of people just don't know that and they stay in their role for a long time, but job hopping pays. I always tell people like, I, again, I, I move jobs every single year for five years and my salary went from like 50,000. And by the end, my latest offer before I quit was a hundred thousand dollars. And that was like within the span of five years. So I always tell people like, leave that job. <laughs> I know it's tough right now. Obviously get your second, get your offer letter before you quit your first job, sign that offer letter and then quit your first job. Don't just like quit because you, you have some interest in other places. Um, another thing would be to, um, negotiate your salary when you get the job. A lot of people just accept job offers, but they never even think to negotiate their salary, right? So I always tell people that every single job offer that you get, you need to negotiate it. I have a whole like video on this about how like I did not, not negotiate my first salary. And the recruiter actually came back to me and was like, oh, we have extra money to offer you because it was because she offered me like the below the minimum that they were allowed to pay me. Yeah. Yeah, your faces are killing right now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yikes, and that's probably more common than we'd be comfortable with. Extremely common. So I always tell people, negotiate that salary. Ask for $10,000 more. Maybe they'll give you $5,000 more, but that's better than getting nothing, right? So that would be another way. And also, I want people to think of like more passive forms of income. So if you can start investing in the stock market, then you can actually start making your money work for you. So it's good to have a job, but we don't want to have like three jobs, four jobs. So you can also make your money work for you by putting it in stocks, for example. And then every time, every quarter, um, the stocks will pay you a dividend, which is some a cash payment that you can now have some extra money. Or if you just see the growth of your stocks over time, then you're able to sell those stocks and, you know, use them for something. I'll give you an example. I bought Shopify stocks when I was like, I don't know, in tw- when I was like 22 or something, or no, I don't know, maybe younger than that. I don't know. I was working at Payless. I was making $9 an hour. And I literally was like, 
I'm going to buy Shopify. And every two weeks, I would just buy Shopify, buy Shopify, buy Shopify. And then by time, and those were about- Cashed out. I yeah. already know. She cashed out on yeah, that. Yeah, by the time I was, and that was it. I don't know how old I was, but like they were about $200 at the time. It was when Shopify was brand new, okay? By the time I was 23 and buying my house, I sold them to purchase the house. My portfolio had grown to $60,000. And that was, I think it was five years that, that it was, but I was like, the only way I was able to do this is because I bought these things. Like, there's no way I would have saved up $60,000 because I like to spend money, right? But because mm -hmm. I put them in an asset that was growing, then my money was able to grow. So there are seven different forms of income. I have a whole video of like different streams of income if anyone wants to check it out. But um, yeah, like it's good to get a second job if it works, but it's tiring. So look for all these passive forms of income as well. I can definitely attest to working lots of labor is exhausting. <laughs> I have more jobs than I like to admit. And everyone's always like, how's that going? And I'm like, it's not sustainable. <laughs> I was like, I said that when I got them and I will continue to say that. So I love this idea of really thinking strategically about um, how to make your money work for you. And I think your question about setting your goals, I know for myself, it was really grounding when I started thinking about what my values were, especially in terms of money. So, you know, how much of it do I want to commit to giving back or how much of it do I want to work for myself and how much of it, what season of my life. So I really love that because that was really transformational for me. And so I'm sure people not only are listening to this furiously, like taking notes, but for some people too, it might be a little overwhelming to start thinking about where do I even start or how do I even assess, even if I know where my goals are. And I think a lot of that stems to what Liv was talking about. If we don't have these conversations, but something that you've done is really create a community around this financial, like not even literacy, but just like, we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to share successes and we're all we're all gonna we're all gonna win like we're all okay. really gonna you know commit to this and so how important is it to have community around your financial goals and you know what have you learned while holding that community for so many who have their own goals and are doing it in unique ways yeah i would say community is a game changer like having people who i think there's that saying that's like the look at your three closest friends and I can tell you your future. I think it's very, very true. Um, the people who are around you really influence you, whether you think they do or not, they do. Like if your friends are always going out to eat, they're going out to party, they always want to go on vacation. That's great and all, but it'll probably influence you to spend a little bit more money than you would if you were just staying alone, unless you're extremely strong-willed. So if you are, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> Listen, the emphasis on the, unless you are extremely strong willed, <laughs> listen, that's, that's rough. I am not one of those. I, if you invite me, I'm go, I'm 100%, 99%. I'm going to like try yeah. to make it happen. I'll tell you no off of the. Yeah. She's, she's more of a no, like we've got to stick to stick to what we said. So strong willed versus. I love it. I love yeah. it. So easy. Yeah, so I've created like communities where people where you're surrounded by other people who have the same or similar goals to you. So last year I had my accountability group and it's basically a Facebook group that had I think it had 110 people last year and it's all people who were like I'm going to save $10,000 this year. Some people were on to save 
like a thousand dollars in a year. One some one person saved a hundred thousand dollars last year. So there were levels to everyone, but the the community the common goal was that everyone was trying to save and invest or pay off debt. So I would say just like surrounding yourself with people who are doing the same thing that you're doing and can check in on you is really motivating and you know that oh shoot I can't just spend all this money because this person's about to check in on me in two weeks like I should probably stick to my goals so that's what I do with my group last year we saved over $950,000 yeah right I was just like mind blown like what like crazy so yeah I feel really blessed to be able to like like cultivate this community the group's currently closed I know people always ask me it's currently closed it's just um we we only allow about 100 people in so it's closed for now Mm -hmm. but next year it'll open again and hopefully everyone who wants to join can join as well but if you follow me on Instagram I also share people's wins every first day of the month so you can get encouraged by other people. But I always tell people, just create your own accountability group with your friends who are like-minded. If your friends aren't like-minded, it may not work, but uh, find someone in your community that is like-minded. And there's so many amazing resources on your YouTube, on your socials. Please drop it for everyone that's listening so they can check out everything that you put out because they'll just take notes, guys. Literally take notes. <laughs> Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel and it's XO Rennie. So it's X O R E N I. I have my Instagram page, which is XO Rennie as well. I have my podcast, which I think is similar to this, where it's conversations with people and it's called Don't Go Broke Trying. And I teach people how to not go broke trying to live their best life. So I interview people who may have gone broke in the past or made mistakes financially in the past and they tell their story so you basically don't have to make those same mistakes so someone who um he moved to canada got a credit card and then he got into like i can't remember like sixty thousand dollars worth of debt uh because of that so like stories like that so that people who are getting moved to canada soon don't make that same mistake or people who haven't used a credit card soon don't make that same mistake you are doing the Lord's work. That's all I have to say. <laughs> really, really, truly, like it's so important because especially people who find themselves in those circumstances, that's such a vulnerable time to really, you know, ask for help and say like, yeah. I'm in this predicament and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get out. And so I think there's so many lessons of just how we as individuals show up in our money management and also can take that and use that to our advantage of saying like, yes, like you don't have to not show up in your full self or live the life that you desire when it comes to your finances you just got to do it in the right way Mm -hmm. and so my last question before we kind of close everything out is you talk about that you really have this fantastic skill of being able to take complex issues and make it simple what do you think is one of the most complex issues in finance that you love to talk about that you're like, if only people knew it was so simple, <laughs> what would you say that that is that you're like, uh, so underrated, so underappreciated? So I know for myself, I've entered into real estate and real estate um, and I've had a huge learning curve, but then all of a sudden I kind of have things click and I'm like, if only yeah. I would have known it was that simple. Yeah. So what, what would that be for you? Honestly, I think it's investing in the stock market. Like it sounds confusing, right? It's like you're buying a part of a company. What does that even mean? Like which company do I choose? Which this, which that? But it can be so simple because you don't have to choose a specific company. You could just pick a fund and invest in that. Like I feel like investing has been overcomplicated, but it's extremely simple if you know how to do it. Yeah. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it here. We ain't playing no more. Okay. We 
gonna we gonna hit up that stock market. We gonna see what it about. Right. Okay, pull up, pull up. Um, I think that's incredible. And I hope people take that invitation of, Hey, this might be a little bit simpler than you thought and get curious about how that looks in their own life. So Mm -hmm. thanks for entertaining me on that question. My last question for you, we like to ask all of our guests, what does flow mean to you? Hmm. Flow. What does flow mean to me? This is a good question. I don't know. Yes. Um, what does flow mean to me? Flow when I hear the word flow, I hear like ease and like mm. my finances are you know, everything's just working easy. together. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like <laughs> money's coming and flowing in mm. and also allowing it to flow out so it can return back to you. Yeah. I actually just did a pivot uh recently where I'm talking more about using the money, like teaching people how to manage and invest their money and save their money, but also encouraging them to spend their money on what they like. Like it's uh, called, I call it value-based spending. Mm. Uh, because again, a lot of finance creators will just tell you to save 90, 99% of your income and like, you know, live in the smallest house and do this and this. But I think we should enjoy life as well. So for me, flow is like, yeah, allowing money to come in, but also knowing when it's good to release money and let it go for the things that you value. Well, Rennie, it's literally been such a pleasure hearing from you. And like she said, y'all, make sure to check out all of her platforms because you will learn so much. Thank you for joining the Black Girl Flow podcast. And with that, we are signing out with peace, love, blessings. All right, that wraps up our episode this week. We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the key keys. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.